Star Wars 7x7, episode 584. Today it's a new episode of our Clone Wars canon catch-up series, and we're covering an episode that features a few different ties to the original trilogy. Punch it, Chewie. This is Bobby Roberts, formerly of Full of Sith, and you are listening to Star Wars 7x7, the only daily Star Wars podcast. Hey Rebel Rouser, welcome to Star Wars 7x7. I'm your host Alan Voivod and let me give you the scoop from the newsreel opening on this episode. It's episode 15 in season 1 of Star Wars The Clone Wars called Trespass. It says, Republic Outpost overrun. The Jedi have lost all contact with the clone security force stationed on the bleak snow-covered planet of Orto Plutonia. Yes, already snow-covered planet, I'm in. Obi-Wan and Anakin accompanied by dignitaries from the nearby moon of Pantora are sent to investigate... The disappearance of the clone troopers on the desolate and forbidding landscape. Ooh. So, I guess spoiler alerts are in effect <laughs> in this. We're going to tell you everything that happens in the episode. Really briefly, of course. Of course, so they get there and they find that all the clone troopers are dead and all the helmets are on pikes. Uh, only the helmets, not the heads within the helmets, actually. And then they do some scanning and find that the Separatists are there, and there's a droid command base on this random planet as well. And they go there, and it turns out all the droid heads are on pikes. Also, how strange. And even though the chairman from Pantora, Chi Cho, is a jerk and says, There's no sentient species here! Then, of course, Anakin and Obi-Wan go and find out that there is a sentient species there, <laughs> the Tals, T-A-L-Z, that just want the Pentorans and the Republic and the Separatists to all get off their planet and just leave them the heck alone. And the chairman is all, These people are savages! They're not even sentient! We should destroy them! Arr! And he picks a fight with them, and then a bunch of the Tals get killed, and a bunch of the clone troopers get killed, until finally the senator from Pantora actually gets permission to override Chairman Cho and negotiate peace. There you go. <laughs> this is a brief summary of the episode. Now, the makers of the Clone Wars either have a super high opinion of the political literacy of the children watching the show, or they're definitely <laughs> writing it for adults when they include lines like this one. Since the planet is uninhabited, the moon of Pantora reserves the right to continue as its protectorate. I wonder how many kids watching this show like got into debates over that. Of like, mm, yeah, of course, it makes sense. It's just within their jurisdiction and nobody's living on it, so they may as well annex it. And other people are going, no. Other kids are like, no, they can't have it. It's its own planet. But I digress. Let's talk about how it evokes the original trilogy in this episode. First of all, in the costumes, particularly for Obi-Wan and Anakin, their jackets and their hats and their goggles absolutely evoke the gear that the Rebel Alliance wore on Hoth in The Empire Strikes Back. And to some degree, the clone troopers, I mean, yeah, I would say it's not necessarily as easy a leap to see how their outfits mirror what the snowtroopers had on when they came down to Echo Base and were invading. I mean, you can see sort of similarities there, but it's not quite as evolved comparatively as to what Obi-Wan and Anakin are wearing. Speaking of the snowtroopers, though, there's a neat little bit of Ralph McQuarrie-esque stuff that's included in this. Now, way back when, when they first revealed the snowtrooper costume for The Force Awakens, there was that little code on the front chest plate, and a very smart person flagged for us the fact that that same code appeared on the side of the helmets of snowtroopers as depicted in Ralph McQuarrie concept art for The Empire Strikes Back. Well, it turns out that that same code is actually, or at least a variation on it, appears on the sides of Rex's helmet. Captain Rex's helmet has that code. None of the other uh, clone troopers have it, but he does. 
And we've got screenshots of that at the blog post for the show's episode at SW7X7.com. And another tie to the original trilogy is with the Tals, T-A-L-Z. That's the species that lives on Orto Plutonia. And Obi-Wan says that, at least at the time of this episode, they haven't yet mastered space travel. But you're about, what, 23, 25 years later or so with A New Hope. And there's a Tals in the Moss Eisley Cantina. His name is Muftak, M-U-F. T-A-K, and according to the inestimable Wikipedia, he was a pickpocket of all things. Man, he must have been good with <laughs> the type of hands he has and the uh, body type in general to be a pickpocket. That's pretty impressive. And the towels are the big white furry creatures with four eyes, and they've got sort of a, you know, it's not a nose, not a mouth, but it's like a proboscis looking thing sticking out of their face. And we've got screenshots of what the towels from the Clone Wars look like, as well as Muftak the towels from A New Hope. That's also at the blog post for the show's episode. And the last thing I caught from an OT perspective are a couple of dialogue lines. There was a here they come thing, which is like yeah, pretty generic, you know, they've got to use that as a phrase sometime. Um, but specifically after the senator negotiates peace with the towels, Anakin says her negotiating skills are, quote, most impressive. Ah, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. And one last note on the episode in general. The towels are throwing spears at the Pantorans and at the clone troopers, and there are 11 dead and others wounded, according to Captain Rex in the episode. And all the spears that are shown going through the bodies of Pantorans and of the clone troopers, no blood. No blood whatsoever. I'm not saying I wanted blood or anything like that, but the body count is pretty high. And the fact that you're showing spears going through people is, I mean, wow, a lot more violent than I was expecting. Hey Rebel Rouser, you're listening to this podcast, maybe you'd like to listen to a Star Wars story too. Luckily we've got just the thing for you. We've partnered with Audible to give you a free download and a free 30-day trial of their awesome service. All you gotta do is go to audibletrial.com SW7X7 to sign up and get your free download. They've got dozens of Star Wars titles, anything you want to do to explore that galaxy far, far away. One more time for you, audibletrial.com SW7X7. Alright, time for some Force Awakens trivia before we go. I'm immune to the light. Last time we asked you what kind of creature was seen drinking from a pool of dirty water at Nima Outpost on Jakku, and that was a hapabore. Today's question, what feature of Jakku swallowed Poe and Finn's crashed TIE fighter whole? Thanks for listening to another episode of Star Wars 7x7. And hey, before you give your droids to Jabba the Hutt, check out SW7x7.com for show notes, links, photos, videos, and more. And please support the podcast by joining us on Patreon at patreon.com SW7x7. It's not just a gift, it's destiny unleashed. This podcast is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox. It is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2016 Star Wars 7 We hope you love it.